Greetings and welcome to episode 284, I hope, of the Words About Games podcast, a weekly news and culture discussion podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by Daffid Moody. It's Monday, you know what that means. And Elf Daughter herself. Watch out, she'll stab you with an axe. It's Avril White. I don't know, I don't know if I've ever done your full name on a on a thing before. That felt weird. It's Avril White. Come on down. <laughs> I'll stab you with an axe. Gently. Gently. Fucking gently. Yeah, gently. How 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 is everybody? How are you, Avril? How's it going? How's things? We hear from Moody all the time. It's... Oh yeah. Well Yeah, good. Um just been ch- chilling out for, for a bit and looking forward to some new games coming out, but... Standard. I like it. Yeah, basically standard. Moody, has your heart, has your heart, have you calmed down now after that Formula One race? We haven't done Formula One talk for a while, but... No, we have not, Amy. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't <laughs> expecting much of this race. I was kind of just expecting to be a, uh, a Monaco train and just everyone follow the leader. And it wasn't that... It was more than that. <laughs> kind of give me this race more than more than Monaco. Get rid of Monaco and give me Jeddah. That sounds really weird to say because it's Jeddah and it's Saudi Arabia. And they're a very, con- very problematic country at this moment in time. Yeah. But the racetrack was freaking awesome. Just I cannot deny that. <laughs> take the entire racetrack, scoop it up, and just move it to a country that doesn't do like, you know, war crimes and shit. And we're good. Change, yeah, put that track in Monaco and make that the Monaco race. It'll be far better. Absolutely freaking sucks. But either way, yeah, it was a phenomenal race. And it comes down to the one one more race, Amy. The final race. <laughs> I don't know if I could take it. And I'm calling it now, ladies and gentlemen. And everyone, Max is gonna torpedo into Hamilton to win it. <laughs> he's gonna center it and he's gonna Schumacher it. <laughs> Yeah, probably, fortunately. But Seems unlike like... Senna and Schumacher, we respect those ones. We don't respect that last <laughs> <laughs> Nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, though. <laughs> this is your first time on the podcast podcast, yeah. the main podcast. Yeah. The podca- You've been on the nice shows where we've reviewed the games and we've had a nice time reviewing games. Now, yeah. Now, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> Always the up the dark side. This is house. this is where we talk about the industry as opposed to the video mm. games. Yes, and, uh, the industry is not good. the mess that it's in currently. Mm. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Um, no, it is not. But we get we get by. We get by. Um, yeah, yeah. That's. I've got nothing else. My brain is empty. <laughs> I've got nothing else either, so I think it's time to crack on with this. Oh my this. god, you don't have any toys. Moody, I thought you were going to save me by going, but I got this for cool, Bob. No, no, nothing new, nothing new. I got something new, but it's over there. I can't show it because it's all hooked up and plugged in. I got the the new Switch dock with the Ethernet port. Oh, nice. So I can finally play multiplayer games. I can play multiplayer games on it's Switch. Great. I know, but you've got decent internet. I, I I've got good internet. I don't have good Wi-Fi. This is not new, but I have this. It's a Bulbasaur light. Bulbasaur. Oh, I've, I don't. You've not shot it, so it's new on the podcast. That's awesome. It's very delicate. 
That is so cute. I want to I'm like... Like I put a sign around it and say, "Everyone, keep off! No one touches <laughs> this thing. If this rolls off, it's gone." <laughs> Moody's always got the coolest toys. When like all this, all of this is just happening because of Moody. <laughs> Everything you see behind you, and my background's just the wall, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, and now your background's crafting supplies. <laughs> a picture, a sign, and Miles Morales holding a controller. Oh, that new teaser trailer, though. I did see it, yeah. Oh, it was sexy. That's good. I can't wait for that. It um, made me want to watch the film, but then I decided to have a nap. Ah, uh, I can't. I can't fault that. No, no. That's a good. That's a good instinct. I think naps win over everything. I think naps win over. Yeah, literally. I think everything. Right? Yeah, I think it's like number one thing in the world is naps. Number yeah. two thing in the world is cuddles. Number three yeah. thing in the world is naps while, while cuddling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cuddle naps. Yeah. I don't think there's many people here who dispute me, and if you do, you're wrong. Yeah. Well, at the before, when I went for, I started dating the missus, and, but, and even through that life, that through that the ten year period, I wasn't a nap person. Oh I was just like seriously a nap. You're sleeping your life away, man. Get up, get off your ass. Let's get out of here. That's good. Everything like that. Now I'm like, yeah, time for a nap. Nah, you see, the like, way I always like, see it is one, naps are just amazing in their own, right? But num like two, it's like I'd get to like the evening time, right? You're like sevens, eights, nines o'clock, and I'd just be like, I'm too tired to do anything until I discovered the power of the nap. Mm -hmm. And then I go all in hard energy on the first part of the day, have a nap. And then I've got the energy to go all in hard on the second part of the day, too. <laughs> For the yep. price of like half an hour, an hour. And I think I think that's my that's my secret to everything. Everyone's always like, how do you play so many games? Naps. Yeah. Tactical naps. Tactical naps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on stream tomorrow afternoon. I'm gonna finish that stream. I'm gonna have a nap. And then we're gonna yep. then we're gonna have an entire night do all sorts of other cool stuff. Probably watch anime though. Yeah, that was fun. I like talking about naps. Should we just have a two? Should this be the nap cast? The nap cast. Well, nap cast. Nap cast. Nap I like that idea. Nap cast. The nap F one cast. All right, everybody, everybody, grab, grab your pillows. It's time. Yep. It's time for the nap cast. There we go. We're having a nap, everybody. Just mm, this is this is the kind of content that I want to make from now on. <laughs> No effort. Ah, that's nice. <laughs> God, what even is this podcast anymore? It's your first time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this is, we're just we're, we're bringing her in softly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easing me in for just, into the madness. Yeah, yeah I did say the first half an hour or so. You know, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be on. It's gonna be good. I got some other stuff to do, but first, before I do our usual intro, overall, uh, do you still stream? <laughs> Not as much as I used to, but yeah. I, I do want to get back into it, so and yeah. Where can everybody who is interested in that find you, and what kind of things do you stream? So I stream a lot of crafting, which is all this around here. Um, I do stream games as well, uh, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash elfdaughter. And how many animals 
Oh, yeah, in your stream, <laughs> usually. Lots. Lots <laughs> I've got two burps. We can probably see you somewhere behind me over there. Um, and I have a dog who is not with me at the minute. He's been locked out of the room because he's been, he's been snoring. <laughs> always but, happens uh, yeah, in D&D. Always hear the burps in the background. Oh, it's awesome. Like, er, er, go check out Avril's streams. They're way more interesting than mine. <laughs> I just play games. Avril makes things. <laughs> <laughs> From, like, nothing. Currently, <laughs> actually, I've actually got something I, I, I've been working on at the minute. So I've, I've been spinning some wool. Um, so that is my current spinning, project. Spinning wool. I'm just mediocre, mediocre Halo gameplay spinning wool, right? <laughs> I know what I'd rather watch. <laughs> but this isn't twitch.tv slash anything. This is the Words About Games podcast every Monday at 8 p.m. We sit down and talk about what's going on around the games industry, tell you what games are coming out, and then we play a little game where we guest review scores and open critic head-to-head. You can get the video podcast on youtube.com slash wordsaboutgamesuk, or you can get the audio version on a variety of platforms, including, I'm trying to do this without looking, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a few that I've never heard of. There's timestamps in the description below the video or the audio, wherever you get it, so you can skip around and watch the podcast in any order you want. We don't mind. We're just happy that you're here. And if you want to hang out with us while we play games, you can head over to twitch.tv slash wordsaboutgames, where this week... I will actually be streaming. I was sick last week and cancelled most of my streams. <laughs> I did four hours of lost judgment and I was like, nope, <laughs> that's not happening for the rest of the week. But this week, if you're watching the podcast as it goes up, I'll have already streamed hopefully the end of lost judgment. I know I said that last week, but I'm on the last chapter. I can't. It's got to be this this stream. <laughs> then I finish it. I'll have done that from 12 p.m. You can go and check out the vote if you want on Wednesday from 12 p.m. ish, depending on download speeds. I'm going to be playing the Halo Infinite campaign, and I don't know how long I'm going to play it for. In the notes, I wrote, until Amy finishes the game or passes out. I know which one of those things wow. is more likely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I'm excited. I might be a little bit excited about Halo, maybe. Because on be. Thursday at 7 p.m., I'm also playing Halo Infinite, <laughs> which will be what? the rest of the campaign from where I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wake up like, I'll just keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> the stream has been on a 10-hour break. <laughs> Brady, at some stuff. point, has has, has, has sort of like broken into my house, and he's coming. He's just hit the beer back screen and then left. <laughs> <laughs> right, back, yeah, team on us, 10 hours. <laughs> and I'll put a quilt over and say... And then I'll uh-huh. walk out and just say, Hamilton's best! Bye! <laughs> <laughs> and my parents will be like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then on Saturday at 8.30pm, we, some combination of us and what we call the Ramon gang, will be playing some form of multiplayer game, probably Among Us, and followed by some other stuff, depending on when that wraps up. Among Us goes on long now. Mm. I've noticed. People, is, people, yeah. are, people are sticking it out longer. Because normally we'd have to, unless we wanted to do like a 90-minute stream, which you don't like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a fan of. It's like we usually have to like change to something else, like Faz or Fall Guys. But now people stick it out longer, and it's like, okay. <laughs> That's what we want. See? That's what yeah. we want. Yep. 
Apart from last night. Apart <laughs> last from night, last we night. Like, nah, 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 nah. We're good. <laughs> everyone, was just, everyone was just like, nah, I'm all right. Like, it's 10 past eight, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> Why is everybody dropping out 20 minutes before the game starts? <laughs> well, half the people already dropped off for when I put it, and I went, okay, and then everyone else dropped off. <laughs> yeah, my plan, my plan, I just guessed with you uh, off stream of being like, if I don't say I'm not going, people will say they're going, and then I can just drop in at the end. Oh, by the way, I'm still a bit sick, so I'm not sure. But everybody had already dropped out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn it. I wanted to watch. I wanted to be a viewer for a change. <laughs> Although Moody probably doesn't want that because he remembers the last time I was a viewer. <laughs> I made his life hell. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I don't want that. No, no, I got, no, a, no I got a great video out of it. <laughs> no viewers hear me. Not, not this time. <laughs> I, I promise. Cross my heart. I will never do anything like that to you again. In a moment. What you can't see are the fingers crossed behind the back. I will never do anything like that to you again in Among Us. You'll have something. No, I'll do something completely different. Like <laughs> Torture Ryan instead. I've already done that as well. Uh, torture Sneaky Pete instead. Maybe, maybe it's Alfie's turn. Maybe I should torture uh -oh. Ryan. I can't torture Sneaky Pete because that always backfires. <laughs> Is she fucking uh, annihilates me? <laughs> the game is torture enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get into some news? Let's do this. Report Sony overhauling PlayStation Plus with new tiers and streaming. This is from Brandon Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes... Sony is planning to switch up its PlayStation Plus offering next spring, according to a new report from Bloomberg. Citing people familiar with the plans, the outlet says Sony will likely keep the PlayStation Plus branding, but will merge the service with its streaming offering, PlayStation Now, and offer a catalogue of titles from every Sony platform except the Vita. Boo! The new Plus would reportedly be a three-tier service, with the lowest tier essentially the same offering as it currently exists, enabling users to play games online and giving access to a handful of free monthly titles. The middle tier would include access to a catalogue of downloadable PS4 and eventually PS5 games, while the top tier would add on-demand streaming and games from the first three PlayStation consoles and the PSP. While PlayStation Now is expected to be phased out as a standalone option, Bloomberg reported that Sony is increasing its investment in cloud gaming generally. The new service is intended to make PlayStation Plus more competitive with Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass program, which was announced in 2018 and has attracted more than 18 million subscribers. The thing you want to say, and I know what you want to say. I got so many things I want to say, though. Like all the things that Jim Ryan's been saying about Xbox going, oh, no, we don't need that. Oh, no, we don't need backwards compatibility. No one uses it. Oh, we don't need a streaming service. Nobody. Like, we don't think it would be cost effective. It's all in here. It's all in here. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. What Jim We've said multiple times, you and me, that Jim Ryan here has said some stupid things. Stupid things and everything, um, and I think even I even uh, I've, I don't know if I agreed or I even said like, oh, this is what they want to do. That's their decision. And everything like that, and and it's working for them and everything. And it has seemed to be working for them and everything. So. Obviously, they've seen maybe some data on the Game Pass or whatever that <clears> maybe it is viable for them to maybe to give it a try and everything. Um, the oh. I'll allow anyone to change their mind if they want to change their mind. I have no problem, if, especially if they get more data and facts. 
Uh, even though, like to say, boss is stupid and says stupid things all the time. But oh, <laughs> Sony, oh, you've got one of the, apart from Nintendo, one of the greatest libraries out there. And if you're able to viably do this properly, this could be a sexy ass service to put on for the PlayStation Five to go back to go backwards compatible with the other games that you have for PlayStation One, Two, and etc. Like they could have one hell of a thing here. Mm. I think it all just depends on what price the 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 tiers are set at. Yeah, um, that's true. But if if they if they do it well, this could go well for them. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So you're uh, Avril, you're uh, a new convert to Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and Rudy have been banging on about it for years. <laughs> Literally, like sometimes. I was a bit... the first one to say that would be a great idea to combine gold and Game Pass together. That's one said you're a fool, Moody. I you're didn't a say you're a fool. Oh, hang on. <laughs> a lot of people said I was a fool. Three months later, this fool became right. <laughs> it's like uh, I did the similar thing with uh, what was it? Play anywhere. I predicted play anywhere a year before it actually happened for an E3 predictions podcast. And everyone was like, "Oh, that's wishful thinking. That's Amy. No, they're never going to do that." Yeah, later. Kaboom! <laughs> then I also predicted the. The Xbox One X name. <laughs> Completely offhandedly. And again, everyone's like, it's a stupid name. And I'm like, six months later at E3, meet Keith and Russ in Russ's living room. <laughs> the Xbox One X. And I, th- I think it used to be in an intro where I just jumped up from the couch and I threw my headphones on and I just started screaming at them. It was great. But uh, <laughs> enough humble bragging. Like, so, like, you, you're you a convert, convert of Xbox Game Pass. Like, how much do you love Game Pass? Tell me about that. Oh. Yeah, love it. A huge amount. The amount of money I've saved on trying new games, finding new games, games that I wouldn't play normally. Um, like I would never have played Hades, for example. Wow, if that, that blows if, my mind. Yeah. Such a good game. <laughs> I, I saw the trailer, I thought, eh, not, doesn't really appeal to me, not my sort of game, until I played it. And it was just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's big style. Like, it's... Like, for me, obviously, like, I play a lot of games and I go out of my comfort zone a lot for review and stuff. So, for me, it's just nice to know, like, oh, I don't need to worry about getting Halo Infinite, right? Yeah. I just download it when it comes out because I got Game Pass, yeah. which is a nice feeling. But, like, so, how do you feel about it? So, how do you feel about this? Like, if, as a, <clears throat> imagine you're a PlayStation owner because I know you're not a PlayStation owner. And you've just, you've, you've been, you've just been told, hey, this is happening. Like, how does that make you feel? Neither I'd of you are PlayStation owners, right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I'd, 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 be, I'd be super positive about you, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, price is going to be one thing that I think they're mm. going to have to contend with because yeah. uh, PS Plus is, I pay for it, I should know, six ninety nine a month. And that's apparently going to be their baseline product mm. according to this report like that's their baseline product so you still get like a few free games every month which i think the games are usually pretty good i've usually played most of them <laughs> or have no interest in playing them i still have them in my library though because you never know right but um so like what do you think happens next like what what is the price and model of this because game pass ultimate um gives you pc gaming xbox gaming ea player um, and Xbox Live Gold, as Moody correctly pointed out, and that costs, I, I haven't paid for it for like two years, costs £10.99 a, a month. <laughs> and for the entire year, it's 120 Yeah. 
So I think that yeah. from from what they're saying with the with it being three different tiers, it sounds like it's gonna be more expensive than that. Yeah, see, but I could be wrong, of course. Third tier will be the game pass level. Mm-hmm. Second tier boys be five or ten or more. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one, and it'll, uh, and the second one will be the whole whole package with PlayStation Plus, the whole shebang, all mixed into it, and that'll probably be, I say, say twenty twenty five pound mm-hmm. a month. <laughs> it'll be everything. If they, if they get everything that they want into it, like the PlayStation One games, PlayStation Two, if they can properly emulate or put in PlayStation Three games and the PlayStation Four games, that's a li- that's a that's a library and a half to do, especially if you play. Yeah, and you throw in yeah. new games on top of that, just like what Game Pass does. That that's there. Yeah, well, I would pay for that. I'm not gonna lie. That's I would. The interesting part, right? It's like so you got the first tier, which is PS Plus, the middle tier, which is probably gonna be close to the PS Plus collection that they brought out with the PS5. All right, so if you've got PS Plus, you can down. I think there's like 12, 15 games that you could just add to your library. Um, of like PS4 classics that you could play on your PS5. Um, I don't quote me. I don't remember what what games they are. I just remember going through them one day and being like, add, add, add. God of War, Horizon. <laughs> just like fucking get in. Yeah! But, um... Games! <laughs> so the top tier is an, it's a weird one because it's going to be more expensive than Game Pass Ultimate. Um, it's like, are they going to add new, their new releases to this? Mm. Or are they gonna? On paper, it sounds amazing. Yeah, I think it. it I think it does come down to what that price is gonna be. Because like, if you're talking like 15, 20, 25, <clears throat> 25 a month, like, and, and you know me, Moody, I, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. I've been screaming for PlayStation to release their their older games on PS4, PS5, like the PS1, PS2 games, especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and but I don't know that I pay that much for those. Per month. I'm reading the um the wording of it. It does sound like it's not new games that's going to be coming out. Like it says, it says like, eventually PS5 games. Yeah, like I don't. So it I does sound it like be... it's the older catalog, the back catalog. Tier one and two won't have the new games. Tier three, which will be the more expensive price, will get the new games. Yeah. I think. I think. That's... Be, and it'll be the exclusives only. I think. Yeah, it'll be their PlayStation mm-hmm. Studios games like yeah, yeah, yeah. this year, like Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. And... Yeah. That's why I'm thinking around probably the thirty pound mark a month. Mm. Yeah, like I think you can see it's something I dip in and out of. Like mm. God of War is coming out, cool. I'll dip into this. Yeah. Actually, would I? Because thirty quid's a lot of thirty quid's a lot of money for for like one mm. game. You know, you know what depending I mean. On, depending on what it is, like if say say tier two gets you PlayStation, so middle tier includes uh, access to a catalog of downloadable PS4 and eventually PS5 games. Yeah. So yeah. say like tier two is PlayStation three, and I or two or whatever, and like it, it all depends on like what you're looking for at the end of the day, and what's on there. Yeah, and they yeah. have to make this very sexy. Like they have yeah. to say for the price, they have to literally say, and you're gonna have, say this say top tier tier three is the most expensive. They say it, yeah, and you're gonna have one hundred of one hundred PlayStation one hundred of the top PlayStation three games. 100 of the top PlayStation 2 and 1 games, all there. And you can already just name off just a handful already for what you would probably think of PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 already. And it'll be, and that, and you wouldn't even scratch half the surface. No, uh, PS1 and 2 especially have like yeah. a very legendary library. Um, 
sorry, you, you were about to say something, April. <laughs> um, no, I was saying I think it. I, I think it all depends, like I say, on 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 the on the price and exactly what it is that they're going to be offering. Um, to me, that does read as not necessarily new games being added, added onto that. Yeah. Um, it sounds to me like it's all more just back catalogue stuff, which well, is still great in itself, but it doesn't quite hold up a candle to Game Pass in that respect. Um, yeah. In my opinion, anyway. No, I mean, I, I agree. Um, like, at the moment, and it's just a report because we don't know if any details have changed or anything um, for this, or if it's even accurate at all. Like, Bloomberg have been wrong. Where's my Switch 4K, boys? Yeah. Um but the parts, like, huh? Parts for that mm. because of the parts, the shortages, and everything. That's uh-huh, not their yeah, fault. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many times have we had a fucking report on the rumor that the Switch Pro is coming out this year? I mean, I made a meme yeah. of it in the titles of the podcasts. You did. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just without a Game Pass style thing, mm. like. The new game is like at the top tier of the PlayStation Studios coming out day and day. Um, I don't know if it's cost like for me, and I'm speaking for me personally, like you were speaking for yourself personally, April. I don't know if that's cost effective. Like, I don't know if I'd look at a subscription that gives me older games and just older games, especially that don't give me Vita games. What the fuck? What the fuck, PlayStation? Um, I don't know if I would look at that and go, yeah, that is something I definitely want to subscribe to. Like, there's a reason I'm not subscribed. I didn't jump on the, the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, right? <laughs> like, Maybe there's something maybe to also to do with Netflix as well. They uh, Sony and maybe. Netflix do have a streaming deal. Like, they put their movies exclusively onto, onto, onto Netflix. Um, so maybe it's maybe they're doing something in part and part with them and everything. Oh, potentially. Potentially, the um, yeah, like yeah, I, I, I was just about to repeat what I just said. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just um, like, do you think it expands? Like, so let's say the top tier for the sake of theoretical and argument and just like interesting scenarios, they add God of War and Horizon and Uncharted, etc., etc., etc. Day one, do they think? Do you think PlayStation expands it the way Microsoft has? with day one releases of other games right like we've seen a lot of indie games and and even a few triple a games this year come out on game pass day one like back for for like outriders for the indies and double a's yes i think the triple a one it already depends on what they could afford and if what what deals they have in place and everything i don't think they you i think there's a chance you'll see um ea thing put on this as well (laughs) I think you'll Probably. see this attached, attached to it. That'll be a good idea. Oh, EA it's a great idea. Play, yeah, play, play. They just want that everywhere, and like yeah. that's what they get, right? Like they got yeah, it on so, Game Pass, and yeah. So it's definitely going to be there and everything like that. So it's just um, it all. Yeah, we'll see what happens with it. At the end of the day, this is uh, if it's titled properly, t- uh, spoken about properly, tiered properly, the price and everything like that. Um, like I can appreciate, like oh, I might say if the highest tier is like thirty quid, I might say I'm okay, comfortable paying for that. But I know a lot of people who like saying, I mean, I'm "Fuck not. you, fuck that, <laughs> Jesus." Yeah. Like, yeah. One I can of, completely understand that. Yeah, yeah. Like one of Game Pass's big advantages is how cheap it is for what you're actually getting. The thing is, it's cheap for now. 
Hey, the future's the future, it. and that's not our problem. <laughs> that's future Moody and That's future Moody and Amy's problem. problem. That's future yeah. Xbox's problem because if they try yeah. to raise the price, they'll have a fucking yeah, bloodbath on their hands. Like yeah. buy more than a couple of quid. Like if they significantly try to raise the price, like people will be coming for Phil Spencer. <laughs> well, they already tried to uh, raise the price for gold, didn't they? Um, oh god yeah they, gold, they, they raised the price for gold and it was more expensive yeah there was a whole thing I vaguely remember that yeah. I found it funny because I knew they were going to backtrack of course they were and they did, they did. <laughs> oh, does anyone have any other thoughts about PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Plus Plus or PlayStation Plus 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 it sounds sexy um, and if they do it right they mm. could have this could really could trump game pass it really could because because oh, of the definitely. library they have just because of the library alone they have and if they nail it properly they could like wipe game pass apart yeah i agree i think they need to get it out now because mm. we're starting to see the the games come out now on xbox yeah. why i think it, that's why you're starting to hear about it yeah it's like they gotta get, they gotta, they gotta deploy it before your fables and your perfect darks and your avowed start coming out, um, and Starfield next year. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Late next year it drops. So, um, let's have a look. Switch up its play. They, they're talking about next spring. Yeah. Um, according to the report, the first line of the report. Oh, wow. If. So that's- not a lot of time. If this is a game, a proper Game Pass competitor, I wonder if they drop it at the same time Horizon comes out. Possibly. Possibly. Mm. When's that? That's February, isn't it? Uh, February. The end of February, yeah. The end of February? No, in the middle of February. Elden Ring's the end of February. It's 18th? And if I got that right, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been staring at my calendar way too long. <laughs> Spring doesn't start until March. So oh. my second guess would be E3. Not at E3, because obviously PlayStation don't do E3. But whatever PlayStation do just after or just before E3. Yeah, Spring, that would make sense. That would make Spring sense. ends just, just after June, middle of June. Or just at the end, back end of June. So, E3 could be the thing that gets them back. Yeah. Because we all know E3 is like begging them to come back. They know, we know they're like, please come back. Please, come please. Back. please, please. <laughs> no one's hyped for Microsoft. They don't care about them. We care. E3 is going to go off next year. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. With, with what is in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, like, Let's E3 is going to blow up next year. All three. Console uh, providers, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, are going to have a banging year next year. Definitely. They're all bringing exclusives Fair. that could theoretically could go toe to toe with each other to say, hey, which one, who, so who's game of the year next year, guys? <laughs> and it's all going to get beaten by Elden Ring. What's this going to be a triple platform game? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> all the exclusives Elden Ring does that. Hold my beer. <laughs> I never. I. I. We talked about this uh, in a message chain. I never understand how From Software games get so much hype from so many people because 
a ton of those people will just download the game or buy the game and they'll play it and they'll play it for a bit and they'll go, ah, fuck it. These games are really hard. Shit, I forgot. And then, like, the next one's starting to come out and then everybody's like, ah, I forget. And it's just like, did you not, did you not learn last time? Like, last they're not going to make these games any easier. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like an abusive relationship. <laughs> that's, what people are, that's what the fans are, are when it comes to a From Software game. They think they love it. They think they love the developer. And I mean, their I game do. Them, and then they play but... it and go, oh, no. It's <laughs> 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 that TikTok that went viral. <laughs> that i showed you where it's like if you like blood porn you should try therapy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like damn akira put down (laughs) all right let us move swiftly on to (laughs) talk about the game awards (laughs) love talking about the game awards when's the dice awards that's what i want to know Following back, Muni's going to check it out now. Following backlash, Jeff Keighley confirms Activision will not be part of the Game Awards. This is from Chris Moyes over at Destructoid. He writes, Following an online backlash directed at the event and its organizers, Jeff Keighley has confirmed that outside of any respective award nominations, publisher Activision Blizzard will not be featured at the Game Awards 2021. Quote, the Game Awards is a time of celebration for this industry, the biggest form of entertainment in the world. There is no place for abuse, harassment, or predatory practices in any company or any community. I also realize we have a big platform which can accelerate and inspire change. We're committed to that, but we all need to work together to build a better and a more inclusive environment so everyone feels safe to build the world's best games. End quote. The statement follows a tirade of anger from viewers and fans leveled at Keeley and the TGA team, which came after a Kotaku report noted that Activision Blizzard game reveals and product promotion might be featured as part of this year's TGA showcase. In the original statement, taken from an interview with the Washington Post, Keeley had suggested that the team was indecisive about how to navigate Activision Blizzard's role in this year's event and whether TGA should boycott the publisher and its wares. For the sake of, it, of clarity, it should be noted that Keeley himself did not say that he or the TGA didn't want to take sides, merely that it was unsure of how or if it would choose to feature the beleaguered developer. It should also be noted that Activision's own Robert Kostich is the current president of the Game Awards Advisory Board. The TGA indecision angered critics, many of whom were swift to point out that Keeley himself has previously used the Game Awards platform to cast shade at publisher Konami, who refused to allow Metal Gear Solid creator and personal friend of Keeley, Hideo Kojima, from collecting an award. The trepidation by Keeley was seen as a huge double standard, where the Game Awards was specifically used to platform one controversy, but seemingly not another, far more important, controversy. If they all... Where Kojima masks, he'll give a fuck about this. <laughs> so that's what we have to do. So I'm like, all right, yeah. Avril, you're a crafty person. Craft me like how many people yeah. do you reckon are going to be at the Game Awards? A few thousand? Craft me a few yeah. thousand um, Kojima masks. Moody, get the plane tickets. We're going to fucking LA <laughs> and we're going to hand out Kojima masks to everybody at the Game Awards. <laughs> okay, boss, but um, one question who's paying for the tickets? <laughs> we'll, we'll just expense it. <laughs> Business okay. expense. Okay. okay cool. That's how okay. that works, right? You just say it, and then, yeah. someone, and then it just magically business gets paid expense. for. Yeah, business okay. so expense. Yes, yes, yes. Put it on our business. What's your business? Activision. Activision. <laughs> and, then you just, and then you just tap the baseball bat off you. Like, <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> that was a, yes. Uh, okay, so yeah, the game awards, like they are, like what 
Keely says they are of a, a, a celebration of the games industry, and I champion that. There's no doubt about that. Like he does champion it even where, even though for some weird reason he's bringing actors back again for this year's show. Uh, even though as much as I love Keanu Reeves and the guy doesn't age, fuck's sakes, like seriously, go away, man. I don't and care. We're all looking forward to the Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the first trailer sucked, so who it's knows? But, um, um, but yeah, it's so I champion all that and everything like that. But like, seriously, like the end of the paragraph says, like, to G- um, uh, Keely, you're a massive fucking hypocrite, here, mate. You really mm-hmm. are. Yeah. It, like I said, if they all were looking like Kojima or well, Kojima masks, you do something about this. You would say something about this, and it's more and it's and it's literally like what the thing says on the second, the final, the penultimate paragraph. They have someone who's from Activision who is a president of the Game Awards board, and it's just like the, with a Ubisoft one because let's not just forget this. Right now, it's all about Activision. They've said fuck all about Ubisoft. And they're keeping away from that, which is just as disgusting. Same goes for the Riot Games shit as well. And all the other shit that goes on in the industry. He's keeping well, well, well away from that. And it's it is it is a massive shame. Like I I like I'm always I'm like I'm like Marmite when it comes to Jeff Keighley. Like I champion what he does when it comes to the games, but his game awards I think is crap half the time. The how he presents his award ceremony and everything, I think, is not very good. Um, I think when it comes to the advertisement, seeing the new trailers for the games that we don't know about, I think that's an excellent platform and does a very good job for that. Um, but yeah, man, you're a massive hypocrite here, mate. You really aren't looking, making yourself look well here. And uh, when I got, I I didn't see this until like the next morning. But when I woke up and I looked on Twitter, hashtag boycott the game awards was trending on my. Oh, own, okay, so. cool. I didn't see that. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I dropped a bunch of links in Discord, and I said my bet on Twitter, as I'm wont to do. Um, any thoughts, April? I completely agree with Moody. Um, the first thought that came to my mind was just giant clusterfuck. Um, it's just giant hypocrite, absolutely. Um, to the, the what comes to, seems to me is that it, is that it's only sort of after the whole boycotting um, threat that he's turned around and said, "Oh, okay, actually, we're not going to do this." Yeah. Um, like the Twitter thread came the next day. Like um, yeah. the the one from the the article that I read, where it's like abuse has no place in our industry. Like I'm sorry, but like that was prompted because everybody got mad at you, Jeff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like this hasn't come off his own back. This is this has become he's now, this has come because he's now feel felt threatened by the the viewers and the critics. Um, and everyone, us, yeah, content creators, yeah, streamers, yeah, exactly. developers, yeah, yeah everybody. <laughs> Like, he's like just, it's, it's it just thinks of backpedaling. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't think he's going to backpedal that far. I think no. I saw no. a lot of the replies to the twit to the Twitter thread, um, the second one, being like, "Yeah, well done, Big W, great job, Jeff." And I'm like the Sailor Moon meme, but you didn't do anything, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he hasn't done anything. Like, what's this? Like, he talks about wanting to celebrate the games industry, and for me, like, the like when when I when I think of like celebrating the games industry, like me and Moody, like we talk a lot about a lot of the bad stuff that happens in the industry, but we also try to celebrate the industry that we love parts of. Um, 
and like for me that part of that has to be like the people in the industry like the people who make the games the developers you know the people who are like working in toxic work environments who are being amused who are being harassed um and like i don't think you can celebrate video games i think not make well for starters i'll say what i've said uh, on a bunch of a bunch of podcasts it's like not taking a side is taking a side and by using this massive platform that you have to like sidestep the issue like for me that's the opposite of celebrating video games like exactly exactly uh, at this point it's just like oh so you're just pr you're just marketing like which i know the game awards is there's a reason people call it the game adverts um but like you've literally done this before jeff in 2015 we all cheered when you 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 called out Konami for, for the Hideo Kojima thing. Like, this is, like, orders of magnitude more serious. Like, I don't know, maybe you should, like, maybe you should say something about it with this massive yeah. audience you've got. Maybe you should do more than just a token gesture, and maybe you should actually get rid of the person who's causing all of all of the issues, who's currently on your president, you know, who's currently the president of your advisory board. This is just the thing. It just shows how much power he doesn't actually have, even though he's yeah. the face of this. Yeah. This guy is the president of the Game Awards Advisory Board, and he can't. He, he, I don't think Jeff Keighley actually has as much power no. at all. And it, it just show, it's showing this, and he's and he's trying to navigate a minefield to the best of his ability, and he's coming out wanting, and he's coming out showing that you he's a massive hypocrite, which which yeah. which people have already questioned on him many times, even before this all came out. Anyway. That of his integrity, of his integrity, and and here he's just proved he's just shown a, a light even more, especially like with what happened earlier this week, which we'll talk about later on. Um, but it's like you champion the developers, you champion the games, but when one of the publishers is one of the worst places to work, and has got nothing but lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit against it, and a thing what we'll talk about shortly again, like I've just restated. Yeah. You just completely ignoring that. He is. He is completely yeah. ignoring it. I don't think he's even said a single thing before this. Um, about when I've it all not started. Seen it. I don't want to say that. He definitely hasn't. I want to say I haven't seen it. I don't mean to say anything, surprised. but... So... And he's not said anything about the Ubisoft stuff, which is just as bad. He hasn't mm -hmm. said anything about the Riot stuff, which is just as bad. It's just because mm -hmm. his his person who he wants to he wants to get into the bedroom with Kojima uh, had a bad falling out with Konami, and he want to basically just said, "Oh fuck Konami on stage" without saying "fuck Konami." Without on stage. saying "fuck Konami," yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. he was right. Like I'm not going to say he was yeah. wrong. Yeah, he was he spot was on. Like, but it was one of yeah. the only times I've ever respected him. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like, like, why do that for that and not for all the other shit that's that's, yeah. that's going on? It's like I'm not going to say what happened in Kojima wasn't bad, but like on the one hand, you've got Hideo Kojima isn't allowed to accept an award for Metal Gear Solid Five because Konami and him have had a fallen out. Okay, yeah, that's bad. Say something. On the other mm -hmm. hand, we've all read. <laughs> and seeing mm -hmm. all of the stories about Activision Blizzard and all of the things that have been going on there for years. And, I mean, you set, you kind of set a precedent in 2015 with yeah. your own actions. I'd be very interested to see the, fair, the few acceptance speeches that happen at the Game Awards. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because yeah. I think a lot of people won't say anything. Oh, someone will. Say someone will. I don't think anyone. The, they always invite indie developers up on a stage, and they don't do not give a fuck. Let's just get mm-hmm. Joseph Farris drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Oscars. Fuck the Oscars. <laughs> fuck Activision Blizzard. Anything <laughs> thing will be fuck, fuck Take Two. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, he'll be all about fuck Take morning. Two. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and then he'll be like, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what did you do? There's like, there's like an EAPR rep just sitting next to Joseph Farah's like all night just and then like That's at some point he just turns around and Faris is gone and he's just like calling he's calling uh, Andrew Wilson he's just like I lost Joseph I don't know where he is <laughs> what, lost him? what do you mean he's on the stream right now oh shit <laughs> Jeff just tackle gave him, him a mic him. get him get him <laughs> who cares just tackle him <laughs> not being funny but that like that one speech probably did quite a lot for it takes two sales <laughs> Oh man. Um all right, so by special request of one Daffin Moody, we're gonna do some game awards predictions. On that note. <laughs> Which doesn't really feel doesn't feel as exciting as it did a few days ago. <laughs> but we're still gonna do it. Were you actually excited either way before this? No, happens? not really. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I've, I'm on record as not giving a shit about the game awards, but I literally just thought it would be a little bit of fun. Just and then Jeff had to open his time. big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and because I didn't know if I was going to be here or not, all my notes are already in the document, so I don't even have to think about this because I already did it last night. Um, so I wrote down a bunch of categories. I didn't write down all of them. Because uh, fucking... He, he, best esports coach. I don't know. The, the esports one I was never going to touch. <laughs> I was like, in. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched esports for years. Um... So I've written the categories down. I've written the nominees down. I want want to do prediction of what you think they're going to vote for as the winner, and then what you would pick as the winner from the nominees. The from the nominees bit is critical because I've I might be going rogue a couple of times. I'm just gonna just gonna just a little spoiler bit spoiler alert. Bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> That's the fact that these two already know what I'm thinking. Is interesting. So first up, we've got Game of the Year. Now, me and Moody already had a long conversation about this with Joe Medforce. You should check Joe Medforce out. He's an amazing human being. Um, the nominees for Game of the Year <laughs> are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Avril, what's your prediction? Which game wins Game of the Year at hashtag the Game Awards sponsored by Subway? I would say probably Deathloop. I think from from what I've seen of the, of of that and what I've seen of the, of the others, um, I've only played Resident Evil Village, but from what I've seen of the others, I think Deathloop might be the one the one that that, that takes it this time. Either that or Resident Evil Village. Or Resident Evil Village. Excuse me, mommy. Sorry, mommy. Sorry, mommy. Sorry, <laughs> Moody. What do you think your prediction is? I already know this because I'm pretty sure we did this two weeks ago. But what's your prediction for game of the year? Death Winner, definitely. <laughs> Amy's prediction is also definitely. <laughs> what I think should win it. It's. I'm kind of like on the same page as you, Amy. Of, one of these, None Jesus, of these, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what the fuck is this game. list? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. 
I wouldn't choose any of those if I were Vizio Arza. I don't even think uh, any of these games are in my top 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, going off what's there, I would say what should what I would pick to win probably would be It Takes Two. Because as much as that, that story is very mm. problematic for both me and Amy, um, the game is a fantastic game. I can't fault that. Just from the developer in me, just seeing what they do with that is just like, what the hell, man? Like It's oh, an incredible okay. feat what they do when it comes to development. And I can't I take my cap off for that. But yes, I think overall it's probably going to be Deathloop. To... So I think they so they can please both the PlayStation and Microsoft fans. <laughs> Nothing will please both the PlayStation and Microsoft That's fans true. simultaneously. Yeah. The yeah, PlayStation fans will get pissed off because it wasn't Ratchet. <laughs> and the Xbox fans will get pissed off because Forza wasn't nominated. <laughs> That's still as bad fun to me. I'm not going to lie. I saw it coming. I knew that wasn't going to happen. The highest rated game of the year, and it's not even in the top The fucking, the player's choice vote is currently being won by Halo Infinite, a game that's not even fucking out yet. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not out yet. There's reviews out, though, so that's why it's out. Uh, Avril, I'm going to hazard a guess and say your pick was going to be Resident Evil. (laughs) Yeah. Out of those ones, out of those ones, yeah. Fair enough. How do you find Resident Evil? Actually, really enjoyable. I think it's one of one of the. the um, I haven't played all of Resident Evil Evil games, but of all the ones that I have played, that's the one I've enjoyed the most. Um, oh, nice. That's awesome. So yeah, enjoyed them. Cool. I think I've played literally every single one. So far. Um, even the shitty spin-offs. What did you think? I didn't play the spin-offs. What did you think of the baby scene? Oh, that was a, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not yeah. too many spoilers, but holy shit! Capcom played a blinder by focusing all of their marketing on uh, on the castle, and yeah. Oh, yeah. no one saw yeah. that coming. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit! I was playing that at like one o'clock in the morning, man. I was fucking. <laughs> it's like oh shit! Oh my god! Uh, okay, next awards category we have best game direction. <laughs> I think I've, I'm going to go on a tangent that I think I went on last year. The nominees for this one are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Now, just before I just before I jump in and ask people what their predictions and picks are. Wait, there's six nominees for Game of the Year, but the rest are all five. Yeah. Th- that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Whatever, but continue. Sorry, I've um, the 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 award for best game direction, according to the Game Awards website, says says it's for quote outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction end quote. Um, on that note, <laughs> Moody, <laughs> what's your prediction for this award? It takes two. That's your pr- prediction. That's my prediction. Okay. What? And I'm assuming you pick is the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, figured. Um, April. I have no idea. I'm probably going to say Death Loop, um, even though it's it it feels very similar to Dishonored. Um, that might stand in its favour. It might not. But um, yeah, out out of that list, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> do you have a pick for what you would pick? Um, how much do you know really about these games? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Avril's cooler than me. She doesn't even <laughs> play these games. 
she plays the really cool <laughs> indie games. Like she's cool with me because I still play all the AAA games. <laughs> you enjoyed two of these games. I've enjoyed a few of these games. Um, yeah, you enjoyed Raff, Ratchet and Clank. I enjoyed, even though you weren't as hyped as what everyone else was screaming about it, but you still enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed all of these games in our, in their own way. Yeah, and you and enjoyed these games. Were bad. My issue is with the category, <laughs> like yeah. in the description of what the award actually yeah. is. Where it's like outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction. Jeff, bit of a writing tip for you. If you're going to explain something, you can't use the actual title <laughs> to explain what the title says. That's a loop and not a death loop, a really bad loop. It's a feedback loop. Like, I don't know what game direction means. <laughs> like, or I don't know what you think it means. So, my prediction was probably death loop because. I think that's what's going to get done for Game of the Year. So, uh, I don't know. Like, I think everyone's just going to look at it and go, oh, well, I'll just pick my favorite game of the year again. Mm-hmm. Um, And what I would pick is It Takes Two. And then I wrote a little note here that said, there's about 25 games I'd list ahead of this shortlist for more innovation or creative vision. But, like, yeah, you got to hand it to It Takes Two because they made the game they wanted to make. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like there was no compromise in that game. <laughs> and I I'll tip my hat off to that. For good or bad. <laughs> good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> For better or worse, that was yeah. the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that studio wanted to make. <laughs> Best narrative. Uh, uh, uh the nominees are Deathloop. <laughs> It takes to you, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, or Psychonauts. I'm going to go first this time. Doing a little loop around Discord. Um, my prediction for this, Guardians of the Galaxy. Because, I mean, I've played a bit of it. Mooney knows. <laughs> um, it, it is, it's, pretty, it's got pretty good writing in it. And I, but I saw a lot of people very positive. Because, um, again, I'm sort of basing it off of the fact that I follow a lot of people who are judges in the game awards and i'm sort of basing it off of like right what do i remember people talking about about games to try and figure out what they're going to do and a lot of people not necessarily think it was the best narrative but that it caught a lot of people by surprise and i think that surprise element would factor into it a lot right it's like oh well god shit i wasn't expecting guardians of the galaxy to have brilliant writing but it did tick or cross or however they vote for these things what Amy would pick, despite the fact that there's like 10 games or more with like better writing, in my opinion, from 2021, like raise the bar, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Life is Strange True Colors, because that's the only one out of this list that I've played where I look at, look at it and go, that was really good writing. In my opinion. That was excellent. That was excellent writing. That was fantastic writing. Like, because you're talking about awards, right? It's not just like, this is good writing. It's like, this is the best of the year. And, like, if I was making a list of five games with the best writing of the year, the only game that would cross over is Life is Strange True Colors. Do I even need to ask, Mooney? <laughs> My prediction for what I would pick would be Life is Strange True Colors. What I think is going to win is to It Takes Two. And... It's, that, it's, it's the director, man. The people, they love him. <laughs> Fuck the Oscars! Fuck the Oscars! Fuck the Oscars! They want him on, face, on, on stage just so you can say, Fuck the Oscars! He's going to be the night guy. Fuck Activision! Fuck Ubisoft! <laughs> Fuck Riot! And he's going to be even more of a legend. 
if you did that. Not Jeff Keighley! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! He's <laughs> like, dude, holding it back. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you! Just like with the statue. <laughs> uh, April, any, any thoughts uh, on predictions, picks? Yeah, I think, well, my prediction and what I would pick is actually the, the, the same, and that's Life is Strange. Awesome. Um, yeah. Life is Strange, no doubt about it, is the, for me, is the best written narrative game this year. Nothing's beat it for what I've played, and I've played not as many games as what Amy has, and not even all these games or anything like that. But that's the only one out of the reviews I've watched or listened to people talk about, say, this that it's, the narrative is amazing. Apart from, it, t- it takes two, it's the only other one I've heard that says its narrative is really, really good. Yes, for me and Amy, we have, there's a problem with it. But like Guardians is more, it's like, no one was hyped about that game. That's why I think everyone was so shocked about it. Wait, it's yeah. actually good? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Psychonauts 2 is like, it, it's, it's funny. It's there for a pity vote. <laughs> it's pity vote. And Deathloop, I don't understand the nomination for Deathloop. Like, the game has some fantastic qualities. But if you asked me to tell you what the story was, I got no idea. And it wasn't that long ago that I played it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we got Best Art Direction. <laughs> also known as, what's an indie game? Never heard of that before. Um, the nominees for this are The Artful Escape, Deathloop, Keener, I'm getting sick of saying that word. Keener, Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Everall. I'm going to go for Keener on this one. I absolutely love the um, the art that, the direction of, the, uh, of that game. And I think the cuteness aspect of it, I think, might. The little forest win, spirits. Win yes. <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking forward to playing that. Like, it's on. Yeah. It's on my must play before we do a game of the year like podcast yeah. list yeah. because yeah. I have to try it because I've been so hyped for it for ages. Yeah. Um, so is that your prediction or your pick or both? Both. Nice. <laughs> Errol's just like, everybody agrees with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that energy. <laughs> Keep that energy. It's fantastic. Um, Booty, prediction and then pick. Prediction and pick is the same. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. That is... Uh, even though I haven't played it, it is a spectacular looking game. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the few categories you can you just you look at some screenshots, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No offense, the one, the one that sticks out for me that's why are you there? No offense, is Psychonauts too? It's like yeah. it doesn't look the greatest. No offense, looks like a PlayStation Two game. Uh, no, like, I agree. And, like, I agree. Yeah. Like, art, like now, if that was an aesthetic that they went for. Which it and probably they was. Because, um, then the fi- fair play to them and everything goes there. Like I defended, I got like I defended the the aesthetic. What the Pokemon games that have just been announced that were released that I reviewed a couple of days ago for it. Like I, the aesthetic, I thought was a perspective of great aesthetic for that game, and it worked. And it's what they picked. And if this is what they were going for, it works. I just don't think it's a pretty looking game. That's all. And I'm just like, the, like Kina, yes, right. beautiful, artful escape, very beautiful for what it's going for. The Death Loop is a very visually stunning game to what shows off, but Ratchet, like, like I remember seeing those trailers or those gameplays. I was just like, "Wow!" It does. Like, I that, that, that was the game. I was just, those are the games. I was just like, my mouth was open for how beautiful it looked. Yeah, as someone who played it on a, on a PS5, it's like, holy shit! It does look stunning in its um yeah. graphical fidelity, shall we say? But uh, yeah, it's just like I have issues with. 
with art direction <laughs> because I'm just mm-hmm. like, one, y'all need to learn some fucking respect for pixel art because you can get some pixel oh, yeah. art that looks unbelievably beautiful. Um, yep. And I think I feel like people just see that as like, oh, it's downgrade. It's, it's the downgrade from from like um, like high fidelity graphics. And I'm just like, no, yep. pixel art looks beautiful in its own right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why my pick is no, I'm not. <laughs> no, <laughs> but my prediction is Ratchet and Clank because I feel like looking at this list specifically. Um, and knowing that the people who vote for the winner of the other ones who voted for the nominees, like I feel like their heads in. What is the 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 best graphically? What whatever I'm trying to say, I can't yeah. think of the word yeah. game, and that's Ratchet yeah. and Clank. Yeah, I agree with you. There's no doubt about it. that's why this is the the game awards are always very fifty fifty to me if I enjoy it because like the awards are nominated by critics. It's it's I I don't put weight on the critics no. <laughs> because they don't play everything. That's the thing about it. If they played everything, then I could completely understand. Then I would say, oh wow, okay, you've played everything or mostly everything. Fine, that's okay. But we know they haven't. We know there's some drop dead gorgeous indie games out there. That's some of the most beautiful visuals out there. Just as sexy as what Ratchet is and Kena and Deathloop. But my goodness, it's like. It's like they completely forget about them. And oh, it's just slap, in the face, slap in the face to the artists and the developers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Game Awards. <laughs> Etc. Um, I mean, I was playing Ender Lilies last night and I was sending pictures of the screenshots to people. And people were just like, wow, that game looks really beautiful. And I was like, I know, doesn't it? Like, I bet you people haven't even fucking heard of Ender Lilies. <laughs> yeah, you just played a game where you're a painter. That looked beautiful as hell oh yeah it looks like a fucking ghibli film yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it's completely the the game they just yeah it's like they need it needs needs a complete yeah like or death star looks fucking unbelievable like the the art of death star is amazing chicory it's literally a game where you paint the fucking world and you're telling me you could give that an art direction nod are you out of your fucking minds but it's because nobody played it whereas like when you get to the dice awards like game developers think about stuff like this like i don't want to say that we're better than most game critics but we kind of are so (laughs) yeah we, we kind of are like we think about games in a Different way. <laughs> it seems yeah, it feels like the most it's one of the best looking it 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 the sixteen bit games out there. It is breathtaking. Overboard is a beautiful side scrolling game which is so beautiful and well done. Like there's so many great games out there which people just just completely ignore and it's just a yeah. slap in the face to the developers. Just wait till I get to the audio design category. You've got some fucking words to say about that. Um <laughs> I'm going to shout volume one. And for everybody, when you hear me say best audio design, I'm going to fucking shout. <laughs> um, but first, we got best score of music. The nominees were for that are The Awful Escape, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant. I don't know who's turning this to go first, so I'm just going to pick Avril. Go on. I'm just. I'm just shaking my head at all of these because, just like, really? <laughs> there were so many better ga- game music um, games out there, there with better music. I have played um, four out of five of these games, and I can tell you right now, none of them are in my Spotify rotation. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I am going to, I'm going to predict probably Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but I would pick none of them. 
Um, and I just want to say, like, when we're criticizing the nominee, the nominees of the games, we're not criticizing the people who did. Like, these are all good things. I don't want to. Yes. I don't want to come off like we're just talking shit about people's work. Like, these are all good soundtracks. There's about sixty others that are that came out in 2021 that were better for me personally. Exactly. Um, I think it's more that we know that the critics haven't reviewed everything. They haven't played everything, like what I just said before. Like we know that they're just going off what's the hottest thing, and we know this. And it's like, like it's I'm surprised Nia's in there for God's sake. So I'm not surprised Cyberpunk's in there. I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. But um, I'm surprised. Nia's in there. I'm calling bullshit on Guardians of the Galaxy getting nominated because it's entirely licensed music. The way it uses yeah. its licensed music is really good. Like I will say that. Like I haven't. I'm going to be reviewing it at some point in the future. Um, I think that's why it's going to win because it's all licensed music. Yeah, that's my that's my prediction. My pick for mm. the list is near replicant because that soundtrack is legitimately very beautiful. But like, wow, <laughs> like my my tests and and the general gaming critic community tests do not line up uh, at all, and that's all I can really say about that. Like, I've been listening to the Death Star soundtrack for like three weeks now. <laughs> On Spotify because it's fucking brilliant. Uh, Moody, Guardians for both. <laughs> Fair enough. You've not played any of these games, have you? Suddenly realized sudden realization as I looked at the list. I was like, I'm pretty sure you haven't actually played any of these. Fair, which is fair enough. Yeah. And yeah, not 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 yet. Like it. Best audio design. Uh, the nominees for this are Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. I'm going first. Listen! <laughs> There's a game we're going to get to later, so I know people know about it because it's been nominated for a different award. But if you have an o best audio design category and you don't nominate, the one game called The Veil Crown of Shadows, for anyone that doesn't know, that was designed to be played entirely by its audio it doesn't have any fucking graphics <laughs> and you don't at least nominate it for best audio design like yeah. i mean these nominate this nomination list needs a second look this is why like i think when they get announced we should talk about and predict the dice awards and the bafta awards because they're mm -hmm. going to be the ones that are going to be like Damn, they've got the, they've got a good mixture in here, and they're balancing it out really yeah, like, well. They're not just going for the hot thing and everything. Um, when I see the, the 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 Dice Award nominations, I imagine I'll be less like, oh, they they clearly have just decided to like, what are the five most popular games that I can think of? Like, okay, I guess the cars in Forza Horizon sound really nice, but <laughs> I mean, and and again, not knocking the audio engineers who worked on that game and they do sound fantastic yeah. but like that there's a game out there that i know you know about because you've nominated it in a different category that 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 has no graphics and you play it entirely by sound and you didn't nominate that for audio design like what how did that happen yeah exactly but i also agree it's gonna be forza this gonna is be gonna forza. be the forza, forza yeah. award yeah i agree with that one i think yeah but I, but I would pick 
same one as you would, Amy. <laughs> the one that's not in that right category. Well, no, I applied for the fucking blindfold because the yes, looking yes. at the screen was putting me off. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, best performance. We have nominees here. Erica Mori as Alex Chen in Life is Strange True Colors. Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly as Colt Van in Deathloop. Maggie Robertson as Lady Dumitrescu in Resident Evil Village. I forgot I wrote that. And Ozioma Akaga as Juliana Blake in Deathloop. Moody. I just kind of dominated the last one, so you can go first this time. You have strong feelings about this, I'm sure. What's gonna win is sadly it's gonna be Far Cry Six. I will What's fucking smash. What something. should win should be Alex Chen, Erica Mora as for Life is Strange True Colors. Mm-hmm. Her performance is phenomenal. And uh, Avril, I would also pick the same one. I I I would pick Erica Mora as, as Alex Chen, but I think probably gonna be Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah, if Giancarlo Esposito wins, I'm fucking, I'm done. I'm done he's with gonna this win entire it. fucking bullshit. He's going to win it. I'm telling you this right now. He's going to win it. If oh. he, if we, if we, if I wake up and he hasn't won it, I'll be like, you'll hear me cheering from my house. <laughs> well, no, because what'll happen is if he does win it, you will wake up immediately because you'll hear me screaming, smashing my desk up with my microphone on at three o'clock yeah. in the morning, Probably screaming Jeff Keeley's name, Keeley. <laughs> 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 um, my prediction is Vampire Mommy's going to win because that was just such a big moment this yeah. year in video games um, that I think people are just going to vote for it necessarily based on that like <clears throat> look right I think she's very very hot too and I would love her to step on me anytime she wants but like her section of the game's not not the greatest not the greatest <laughs> yeah. no. neither's that boss fight um, oh that boss fight yeah. and and like it's carried purely because she's the tall vampire lady with the gigantic knockers, like. But the and performance the was good though, and she's got a huge booty. Oh. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the booty. <laughs> um, what Annie would pick? Jason Kelly as Colt Vine in Deathloop. I think we talked about this in the Deathloop uh, review that yeah. we, that I did, where it was just like uh, his performance was incredible. Um, yeah. And I loved every sec, every word that came out of Colt's mouth. I was, that was just like, yes, this is fantastic. Um, so moving on games for impact or as I like to call it the category of nominations that Amy actually likes games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the nominees are Before Your Eyes Boyfriend Dungeon Chicory A Colorful Tale Life is Strange True Colors and No Longer Home my prediction is Life is Strange True Colors because I feel like that's the only game most of the, <laughs> the judges will have actually played um mm. What I would pick is Chicory, a colorful tale, because that tells a very impactful story about imposter syndrome, depression, um, and it does it in a really nice way. Um, and it's got a really nice message here. But I'll be perfectly honest, I think all five of these games are, are worthy nominees um, for what this I think it's the only is. one that we're like, yeah, they all deserve to be here. I think Would all five of them ones deserve that, to be there. Yeah. yeah. There'll be yeah. other ones that should be deserved to be there as well. Yes, there's no doubt about it. Oh, definitely. I think, oh, I think I'm think i very surprised just because... Well, I'm not surprised, to be frank. I'm not surprised because this game is an impactful game. The Veil. I think The Veil should be a part of this as well, personally. Oh, um, yeah, big style. Uh, just because, of course, that's what, what it does, man. Like, that, that's an, what it 
for the experience, what the innovative experience it does, it's like amazing. Right, but um, and it's a good game. It's a really good game. On top of it, it's not yeah. just like a, it's not just like a gimmick or a novelty. Like it, you play it, and it's actually a really cool RPG. <laughs> yeah. Um, Life is strange. True Colors for both for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna pick for this one all the way. Like, maybe you know myself. Like, it's yep. my favorite game of the year. Um, nothing to take away. Like, I enjoyed Boyfriend Dungeon. Boyfriend Dungeon was a blast. It was so much fun. I intend to get no, no longer home. Technically, didn't work for me, but I respect the story. The story, I think, it nails really, really well. It just the pacing just didn't work for me for the game overall. But um, and I can't wait to get around again and try, try and chicory. I have like I've already got my plan. I'm finishing college soon. I've got a plan. Oh, <laughs> a plan I can't wait to hear this plan. <laughs> um. <laughs> Have a plan. <laughs> yeah, just uh, well, while you were running through the nominations, you like, so you didn't play this one. But before your eyes is another great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you control it with your eyes. Um, it's about blinking. Like you see a scene. Yeah, it's like it's a character is having flashbacks. Uh, so they've died and they're having flashbacks through their lives, and you you've got a scene. But as soon as you blink, it goes to the next scene. As soon as you blink in real life, <laughs> it goes to the next scene. Um, and let me tell you, there's some moments where you're just trying to hold on to a scene as much as you can. You got to blink, man. <laughs> like you got to blink. So you can get through that game pretty fast, then. You just like. <laughs> <laughs> but it ain't. Oh no! I meant to read that. <laughs> no, because once it's gone, it's gone. That's it. You blink, and that scene is gone forever, and you never get to see any more of it. Um, oh. It's an incredible experience uh, that I urge everybody to try. But uh, overall. I found this one really hard to pick, so I agree. I think Life is Strange is probably going to pick is, is probably going to win it. But for me, my choice, I was absolutely torn. Um, I think for me, I'm really torn between Before Your Eyes and Chicory. I would be really happy if either of them won because I think they are they are just such amazing games. Um, edging more towards Chicory, I think, as as my as as my choice. I would not be mad at anyone who wins. No, that. God, no. These these yeah, games are fucking phenomenal. All five of them. Yeah, yeah. Even the one that didn't work for me personally, like I said, no longer home. But I know yeah. that story. Well, we had a really nice conversation about good. it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get you loved it, but the, just the person for me didn't work for me. But I I respected the story. Well, I think part of it was as well. I saw a lot of my own personal journey in that story. Um, yeah, that's probably fair. That's why I, I think that's why I love Life is Strange as well. Yeah, I have had a personal experience. My life this year sucked, yeah. and the, the emotion, the things that go through in that game is a yeah, like it's a game, like yeah, it's a game about empathy. And I think can it's it is such a good game. Like I mean, it's it's my most played Xbox game of twenty twenty one. As it I is. found out last week. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, just as a heads up, Moody, as well. Like before, your eyes is only a couple hours long, and it's on, and I have it on Steam. Um, just that you know. Um, I like blinking. I like blinking. <laughs> it's a game where you, where it where it forces you to not like blinking. Uh, best <laughs> indie game. The nominees for this are Twelve Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kena Bridge of Spirits, and Loop Hero. Kena Bridge of Spirits. Um, my prediction and my pick are the same as Death's Door. I fucking adored that game so much um <clears throat> like i played it i finished it i got the credits to roll and then it was like i'm gonna go find some secret shit i never find the secret shit after the credits <laughs> in, in a game um and i just wanted to keep playing it because i just had such a good time with it and 
Like, I think this could go either, like, in any of the five directions. Um, but I think Death Star will probably edge it because of recency bias. More than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. I saw and I saw a lot. Like, the thing that bumped it up the queue for me was I saw people talking about it on Twitter. I saw that one gif of the, the slicing the sign in half. Um, that was amazing gif. And and it's like oh my god! Like they talk. There's a no clip documentary about the making of Death Star, and they actually say like that gif, that one gif is probably responsible for like a ton of attention to the game and sales. <laughs> and I was like, that's fair because that's what happened to me. <laughs> I played it because of that gif. <laughs> um, Avril, what do you think? Inscription for me. Both as choice and can't, prediction. Can't fault that. Just. <laughs> Yeah, incredible game. Incredible. But then you go, but why? And then you're like, I can't tell you. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you haven't played, if you played the game, you know. If you haven't played it, that was, that was basically my review, which is coming out later this week, where I was like, if you know, you know. And if you don't, yeah. go find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moody? That's not both. Fair. The one that makes no sense for me being there is 12 minutes. I don't, yeah, make, I don't get that one. It, it makes yeah. no sense. Like, that for me is arguably the worst game of the year. For me, it's like, that just was just really, really bad. Especially for how hyped I was for that game. I was incredibly yeah. excited for that game, and I, I bounced in, like, within, yeah. like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some really, like, oh, it's just the, the things that happen in in the game. And, I mean, we talked about it, didn't we, Moody? And the thing is, though, because they had so much marketing, I'm worried that it could win. I think this is another split vote situation. <laughs> like when Sekiro won Game of the Year, because everybody was voting for everything. Like, <laughs> and I then the surprise game the, won. I have to question the critics and themselves for who voted for it, because I'm just like, you know the story. Yeah. You can't think that's okay. No way is it compelling or anything. No way. It's creepy. I'm kind of worried about the developer. <laughs> I'm thinking, you need to go and check that, man. Uh, but, yeah, how many more have we got? Okay, we have got a few, fair few more. Um, well, we can speed it up if you want. Yeah, we can. We'll do innovation and accessibility, sponsored by Chevrolet, as I saw on the on the Game Awards website. Apparently, this is sponsored by Chevrolet. The nominees are Far Cry 6. Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Glad you remembered it existed somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go on, Moody. Um, accessibility, like, that's... It goes in many, many different directions. It could literally just be for the simplest things. Yeah. Like, like the like the veil. I say simple, but it isn't. Yeah. Uh, which for me should win this. I say the veil should win this. What will probably win this? It's, it's going to be one of those big ones, and and that's nothing to take away from it because like the Last of Us Part Two when it came oh to accessibility, God, yeah, was right? incredible. And I'm sure the Ratchet and Clank probably has some of that system mixed into that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ratchet Clank wins this or anything. So I'm going to go Ratchet. But Forza does do good accessibility. I even looked at it myself. I always go through the accessibility menus of games. Yeah. Fuck Far Cry 6. Fuck Far Cry 6. As I wrote next to it, making abuse accessible for all employees since 1986. Forza. It should go to Veil. Mm. It should be the Veil, but Forza. 
I hope they wake up in the morning and I hear they'll win this, but yeah, it should be, be cool. Should I'd be love to well. see those developers. This is, I'd hope this is an award he gives out with, like, you know, on stage, given what it is. And I'd love to it see those be. developers. It won't be. It won't on be. On stage. It won't be because Jeff Keighley is just the worst. But hey ho. Uh, Avril? Yeah, same. It should be the veil. And I want it to be the veil, but it's probably going to be Forza. Yeah. I mean, I flip flopped a lot between whether I, I mean, Forza's going to win, but like whether I'd pick Forza or pick the Veil. Like, I get the like, like there's so many other categories where I think the Veil would just walk. The Veil should just walk it, as discussed mm-hmm. earlier. But it's just like those accessibility options in Forza Horizon Five are in, insane. They're amazing. Like, they, like they can get they can, if you can make a game that people who are blind can play like and it's like it's a fucking racing car game <laughs> like yeah. you've done something right um and they're talking about at that they're not even stopping like the thing about accessibility is like more like it's done right you do it at launch and the, the accessibility options you've got the accessibility options you've got but as me and moody talked about a few weeks ago like they're adding more accessibility options yeah. like in patches in the future um and that's that's the fucking fantastic approach to to game design I just want to say, like, I know I'm sounding like I'm shitting on Forza there, and that's not what I'm meant to. It's not meant to be or anything like that. It's just like the veil is literally a game mm-hmm. that you are. Yeah. Is, it's yeah. you're blind. You don't see anything, and yeah. just, that should personally, just for me, should win it in general. Yeah. I'm not knocking anything no, God, what Forza Guardians or Ratchet and Clank have done when it comes to accessibility. Mm-hmm. Like Forza said, I take my cap off. The accessibility is incredible on that game and would be a worthy winner. I'll say that right now. Those four games would be an amazing winner for it. I'm not mentioning you. No, I mean, to be fair, to Far Cry... To be fair to Far Cry 6, a lot of fantastic developers worked on those accessibility options and we don't have a problem with them whatsoever. We have, an ama- we have a massive problem with the aforementioned, you know, abuse that takes place at your company. Yeah. Right, we can speed up a bit here. Um, yeah, yeah, we can speed up with these ones. So we'll just go through. We'll, I doubt I doubt much of a conversation would even occur for these next ones, but we've got Best Action Game nominees, Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Moody. Deathloop. Buff. Avril. Back for Blood. Amy. Deathloop. <laughs> Back for Blood was fun, but... Yeah, yeah. with Deathloop. Uh, best action slash adventure nominees: Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. Moody. Ratchet both. As much yeah. as the Metroid is good as what I've played so far, it's it's Ratchet. Resident Evil. Both. 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 Uh, my prediction is Ratchet. What I would pick is Guardians of the Galaxy. Though, ask me again after I've played Metroid, because I haven't played that yet, but it's on its way. <laughs> Best RPG, the nominees. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei 5, and Tales of Arise. Moody. Come back to me. April. Um, probably Tales of Arise to win. Uh, my prediction for me, Amy, is Tales of Arise. I'm not even... My pick is I'm not even dignifying that with a response. Uh, Moody. Yeah. <laughs> Monster Hunter was was really good. But I'm going to go Tales as well. Even though I haven't played it, I'm just literally going off what you've said. Yeah, we had like a 45-minute discussion around that game. 
Best family game. Not Nintendo game. Best family game. <laughs> the nominees are It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, uh, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World Plus, Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. Moody. I love this. This is fun. Rapid fire. Mario, both. Uh, 3D it, World. It, it was not a fucking family game. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> but it's in the category for some reason. Avril. Uh, 3D World. Uh, Amy. Uh, my prediction is it takes two, even though it's not a family. As Moody pointed out, it is not a family game. Um, what I would pick is Mario 3D World for Bowser's Fury. Bowser's Fury was fucking yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Best Sim Slash Strategy. The nominees are Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2, Humankind Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Sim. Moody. It is a strategy. Um, <laughs> it's marketed as a strategy. I wonder how many game critics who nominated it actually played it. Age of Empire. Uh, yeah. Avril. Inscription for both. Yeah. My prediction is Inscription is going to win, even though I've got no idea what to do in this category. Um, it's a strategy game. It's a card it's, game. You play a strategy. It's a strategy game, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the same. It, it hits the criteria. I mean, some of, it certainly starts out like that. Um, yeah, Amy yeah. would pick <laughs> Flight Sim. Uh, best sports slash racing game. The nominees, F1 2021, FIFA 2022, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Riders Republic. I only really put this in for Moody. Uh, Moody? Forza F1 should win it. <laughs> I only played one of them, so I'm going to go for Forza. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, no, I did play a bit of F1 2021, but uh, my prediction is Forza. Best multiplayer. The nominees are Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, New World, and Valheim. Moody. Oh, God. Uh, Monster. No, but. Ah! Monster Hunter. <laughs> Avril. I choose Valheim. I'm probably going to predict It Takes Two. Yeah, my prediction is It Takes Two. My pick is Knockout City. And if you'd have told me I'd have said that at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have believed you. But that's my pick. Best ongoing game Apex Legends, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. And that's it. That's it. Moody. Final Fantasy fourteen for both because it's got the hype around it with its new. It really DLC does right now, doesn't it? Avril. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen for my pick. My prediction might actually be Fortnite. Fair enough. Just for the uh, yeah, they've got that season three thing coming up. Haven't yeah. They? <clears throat> yeah. Um, my pick is Final Fantasy fourteen. I've never played it, but fucking wow, everybody loves it. Um, my prediction is Genshin Impact. Most anticipated game. Now, we can take our time a little bit with this one. <laughs> Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. We'll just go the same order. We've been going moody. Elden Ring. <laughs> April? Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring, baby. <laughs> Stupid list. If those if those actually all came out next year, you're just like you could be. If those actually all do come out next year, that you can that's literally the game say that's probably that's the game of the year list with yeah. one pity vote on the side for a six with one a, for some weird reason with an indie game on the side, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, on, that mate. is a disgusting list. Like uh, we all believe God of Ragnarok's probably 2023 that will get pushed, but if that does come that's out next year, man, that is just. 
like, that list alone, what? like you think, what the fuck? <laughs> right? You'd be like, what? <laughs> like, okay. that's the only one I can see beating Elden Ring as God of War. Yeah. Mm. No offense to Horizon uh, or Zelda or Starfield. God of War is the only one off the top of my head right now I could see beating Elden Ring for game of the year next year if it comes out and being most anticipated. Yeah, but also I think it's a three-way thing because, I mean, Breath of the Wild, whatever the sequel is going to be called, like, that is one of the most highly reviewed games ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, true. The only other games that beat it are other Zelda games. Um, (laughs) So, like, yeah, I think think those three games, like, no offense to Horizon um, for Ben West, I, I... I think oh, Starfield. I mean, <laughs> Starfield is is so weird. Like they keep releasing tons of videos and developer documentaries and stuff, and I am seeing no hype for that game. And I'm like, yeah. guys, like I'm the one who doesn't like these games, right? Like these Bethesda RPGs, but like the rest of you are insufferable with them. What's going on? <laughs> it's because it's not on a pl- it's not on PlayStation. PlayStation yeah, fans don't want to talk about it. If it was going like... to PlayStation, PlayStation should be all over this. Oh, because, yeah. well, they tried. They tried to get all over this, didn't they? They did. They did. I think oh, the, the PC gamers are, are just like, we want Elder Scrolls 6. That's what we want. We don't care about Starfield. We want Elder Scrolls 6. True. As well. As mm-hmm. well. But all I won't right. lie. I've, I've been championing for a new IP for a while from them. <laughs> so if this works, that's uh, that's all that matters. Even though I'm probably going to be like, oh, it's bloody thingy, isn't it? It's, um... it's just Fallout and Elder Scrolls again, but in space. Mm-hmm. And I don't even need to be coy about it anymore because I've literally gave the game away multiple times now. I don't like them. I don't like them. Yeah, should not have You ruined Fallout, Bethesda. What did you do to it? <laughs> Sadly, some would say they fixed it and made it better. And that because... hurts me. Obsidian fixed it when they made New Vegas. <laughs> One of the best games ever made. Um, okay, let's move on. It's moody. It's time to shine. Can't wait for Elden Ring, though. Oh. Yeah. My God. So looking forward to that game. I'm going to stream it, and I'm going to stream my embarrassment. It's going to be great. The pain. The pain. You ready? What? You better Ubisoft. Oh, I thought you were meaning the next story. No, 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 no. I just wanted you. Like, there's no tweets for it, but I just wanted you to do the thing that you always do. Sorry. That's okay. I think it's, I think we're going to have to cut a lot of news stories out, but it's fine. That's fine. Get to the important stuff. Did you know, April and Amy, that it's been over 100 days and zero demands have been met from, from Ubisoft yet? They're completely ignoring. The staff of the thousands of people who have signed the petition, just like they've signed the petition for the get a better place for Activision as well, they are getting completely ignored. Yeah, it is. Tell- it is telling, by the way, that we have a segment for this because yeah. nobody's talking about Ubisoft in the in the games press. So we yeah, have to force the issue. Whereas we've now had to do this with Activision because they're literally in the fucking press every yeah. goddamn week. Yeah. Um. Fix shit. <laughs> and as far yeah. as Ubisoft goes, fucking actually start listening to your staff and employees. <sighs> or I'll get that baseball bat out. That was also a joke. <laughs> Let's move Change on. is needed and Change. they do need to listen to me. Yes. 
100%. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you as you said that. Because <laughs> say it again with clean audio. I'll mute myself. Change is needed and they need to listen to their staff and employees. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, they do. You know who else needs to listen to their staff and employees? Activision Blizzard. Let's talk about them now. Activision Blizzard protest organizer leaving company. This is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer, who writes Jessica Gonzalez, a key figure in the recent employee action at Activision Blizzard, is leaving the company and quitting game development. Gonzalez announced her resignation last week in a message in which she further criticized Activision Blizzard boss Bobby Kotick and said his, quote, inaction and refusal to take accountability was driving out great talent. Products will suffer until you are removed from your position as CEO. This may seem harsh, but you had years to fix the culture and look at where the company currently stands, end quote. In a Slack message, which he subsequently shared publicly via Twitter, Gonzalez thanked colleagues for their support over the past months and said she believed, quote, with enough education and awareness, Activision Blizzard could still be a great place in the future, end quote. But a decision to leave now, she said, was part of putting her well-being first. In response to word of her resignation, several colleagues have publicly praised Gonzalez, who works as a senior test analyst for her role in leading the recent employee action as part of the Abeta ABK group. Speaking to Axios, Gonzalez's colleague Valentine Powell described her, quote, as a pillar of culture at the company, who had been a constant voice for her the whole time at ABK, pushing to see life get better for marginalized groups, end quote. So, Avril. You haven't been here for like the for a few months. <laughs> we've said a lot about Activision Blizzard. I think we've dedicated more words to Activision Blizzard than we have any other company in the entire history of the Words About Games podcast. Um, what's your general thoughts <laughs> about this? Let's get you on the record. Let's get you up to speed. Yeah. Well, firstly, I think that's a huge shame that the one person well one of the people who are standing up to the shit show that is Activision Blizzard is in effect feeling like she's getting pushed out um I think she's done the right thing in a way but it does leave me wondering since you know she is the one who's um been pushing so hard for change is anyone going to take on her mantle is anyone going to step up to do the same thing as much as she has. Um, I mean, I'd and, hope so. Yeah, I'm, you'd hope so. You'd but hope so. I've seen this happen in, 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 other, in other companies, and once the main spokesperson is gone, things just go back to the way they were. Yeah. Um, um, and this is what I'm worried about, because activists need to pull their socks up. They need to pay attention to what's going on. Um... And that there's part of me that is thinking, are they going to look at this and go, right, okay, we can just carry on as normal. <laughs> uh, I think they've been trying to do that for the past, it's been July, mm. it's been since July, mm. it's been a long time. Um, mm. This is unfortunately part of a worrying trend at Activision, I mean, mm. everything at the moment is a worrying trend at Activision Blizzard, but mm. obviously we had General Neil Levin, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Moody. Um who was like one of the few people in the higher up positions who was someone who was trying to, to fight for a better culture. And in her resignation message email, I can't remember what it was she was talking about. She doesn't see it ever changing. Um, and now we've had Jessica Gonzalez who's leaving and I can't fault either of these people for leaving, leaving the company. Like, especially when, um, Jessica Gonzalez is talking about putting her health and well being first. It's like, you got to do that, right? You got to do that. 
Um, it's just it's just that people are finding it easier or better. A better option is to just leave as opposed to to fight for the change. And you're right. Like Activision Blizzard is trying to ride this out and make mm-hmm. as minimal changes as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why these conversations, I think, are necessary. Like I know people are talking about, oh, you talk about this every week. You know, like please but stop. But about- we need to talk about it every week. We need yeah. to we need to keep this up. Pressure for yeah. change. That's what Fox has said when this all started. Yeah. Um, exactly. And that was such a good quote, line, thing, yeah. like mission statement. And um, I think that's what they're hoping for is that the people who are pushing for change within the company will eventually quit and people like us will just stop talking about it but if we don't stop talking about it and we keep pressuring them then hopefully things will you know things will change hopefully um moody thoughts so before the i move on to this one i just want to say if anyone's saying stop talking about this thing i'm stop to take your head out of the sand and look up because a lot of shit's going on right now. Don't de- bury your head like many governments do and many other people. And basically a lot of new sites are doing and a lot of content creators are doing for these type of things. They're putting their heads in the sand and just ignoring it. Um, you say sand and that. I say arse. Well, whatever. Either way. <laughs> um, just, just bugger off. I'm just going to say that for myself. <laughs> Go away. Um... When it comes to this, uh, Jessica Gonzalez, uh, she's absolutely amazing to what I've seen off Twitter and everything. Like, um, and going off what she's seen on Twitter and everything, that she's found a job which is far superior in pay, which yeah. I'm so happy for. Like, um, like she's basically she's, but she's left the industry. She's left the game. She's industry. left the game industry. A lot of people are leaving wow. the games industry. I mean, we know people. Yeah. We yeah. know people who worked at Activision Blizzard had a shit time of it. Like because of what that company's culture is, have left they've yeah. left the games industry into other industries and are much happier and healthier. The th- the thing is like that this is like we've only reported on two people who basically just wanted uh, yeah. Jessica and the one last week or two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, Jen, There's a lot of people leaving yeah. Activision in general. There's not just these two. I think there's a lot of people who have left because of uh, because of the. Um, terrible things that are going on at Activision Blizzard and everything, it's just like they're just not getting reported on or anything like that, but yeah. I see it people who are tweeting or people on Instagram, not Instagram LinkedIn, where I'm a part of where when it comes, because that's very heavy heavy hitting for the games industry alone um, and like, like there's a lot, there's a lot of positions and this is the thing that's going to hurt hopefully Activision in the long run is that they won't have the staff to talk to be able to create the games they want to pump out annually all the time and and hopefully this will hurt them hard for that um it's disappointing jessica's felt like she's had to leave because uh going off what she's spoken about like activision blizzard was her dream job dream company she wanted to work for and they this she's took the right decision to do for her own well-being and i think you should always look after yourself before anything and like yeah i hope for nothing but the best for her i hope that she can hopefully one day come back to the industry would love to see her back in the industry pushing harder for 
for equal rights and all like that for a better workplaces and everything can like just come back. I hope so, but yeah, you do you and uh, fuck Activision Blizzard. Fuck mm. Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Let's keep that C- energy going for a second. See, Jeff, it's so easy. I know, right? <laughs> Activision's Raven Software suddenly lays off staff despite Warzone's $1 billion earnings. This is from Rhiannon Beaven over at The Gamer. He writes, Warzone developer and Activision subsidiary Raven Software has reportedly laid off numerous workers despite months of promises that there will be a pay rise. Current and former Activision Blizzard employees are expressing solidarity with the workers as many anticipate further job losses in the QA department. The news was shared by fellow Raven employees on social media last night and comes despite a staggering $1.93 billion in earnings being generated by Warzone last year. These layoffs, especially under the backdrop of Bobby Kotick's recent controversies, has Activision Blizzard workers once again calling for the CEO to step down. Uh, community uh, quote I am good right now for my my friends in QA at Raven were promised for months that Activision was working towards a pay restructure to increase their wages today one by one valuable members of the team were called into meetings and told they were being let go these people were asked to relocate to Madison WI Wisconsin Wisconsin to work here now they are out of a job on January 28th it's unfair to these people to string them along promising something better and then let them go end quote that was from Raven community manager Austin O'Brien Twitter user at kittycatqa which is a great Twitter handle who also works at Activision Blizzard also commented on the matter the devs being fired are quote the devs being fired are star workers and amazing people let go just to save a couple of bucks on everyone else's promotion hashtag fire Bobby Kotick instead head quote Employee advocacy group, the Better ABK, has spoken up about the matter, explaining how those affected by the layoffs are now faced with limited employment options due to the company's location, as well as a housing crisis. Many employees were said to have relocated to Madison without the assistance of Activision or Raven. Neither Activision nor Raven has commented on the reports, who offered any, who offered any reason for the layoffs. It appears the staff losing their jobs around the holidays are also being left in the dark, as no explanation has been shared. Really? Okay, I need to go here. This I know, is this, I know. This, this is the, I knew okay. you were going to go. It's fine. Okay, so this is for all of you out there who say we must buy the game and support the game because the developers will not get, the staff will not get paid. Warzone made almost $2 billion and they are sacking staff at this moment. They are sacking them before Christmas, asking them to come out there to work because they have to, because they won't allow them to work remote or anything like that. You have to go out there and work there where the wait for the rent is disgusting there. The Alecki bill is disgusting there. The food and everything is disgusting there in price. I'm not meaning the food. It might be beautiful food for all I know. I haven't got a freaking clue. But everything is expensive as hell there and they get paid fuck all and now they were expecting a pay rise and they've literally been fucking fired and not even given a a reason and you people out there content creators new sites everything are okay with this clearly because not a single one of you are basically talking about this whatsoever this is disgusting. QA is one of two, is in the top five of most important jobs in the industry, and it is the one that is the worst paid. Worst paid, and it's a slap in the face to anybody who would want to even. Why would anyone want to go and work for an Activision company or software developer 
Why would you? It's because you're going to get tread like absolute crap and completely thrown to the wall. Fuck this company. I am. Um, I saw this and I was like, what the fuck? But we knew it was coming. We said it, Amy. We Ash said week. it. We said it last week. There's good. It's coming. A second is coming. We know it's going to come. We just didn't. But we all said we were saying it was going to be before the earnings call in April, like it always is. No, they're getting it out before Christmas now. Before Christmas. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck we, off. Yeah, we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this last week um, when we were talking about uh, another Activision Blizzard story. Um, yeah, the 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 line of oh, buy the game because then you get then you know you support the game developers because otherwise they'll get fired. Guess what, guys? They get fired anyway. I said that last week. They get fired anyway, and now here we are, one week later, and Activision Blizzard is just firing people. They made two billion dollars with Warzone. That's just one game. That's the one game. There's another Call of Duty game that just came out. They've probably made two billion dollars on that fucking thing. And then they've got all the Blizzard games. Guys, it doesn't matter if you buy the game or not. Activision Blizzard is going to fire their staff anyway. Yep. Dickheads. That's I'm everybody. I'm sickened by this. Absolutely sickened. Um, as somebody who's gone through redundancy, and I know exactly what it's like to have it done to you just before Christmas as well, it's just like, that's just kicking you when you're down. It's the lowest of the low. Yeah. I'm just, I'm getting incredibly frustrated with Activision Blizzard, but I've been frustrated with them for a long time. Just, I'm also, I'm getting incredibly frustrated with the radio silence. Like again, we we addressed it last week in in a in a big way with the PlayStation stuff that nobody bothered talking about. By the way, yeah, again, me and Moody, we talked about it, and I did a Twitter thread of it when we posted when we published the podcast. It's like, yeah, okay, it was Thanksgiving, maybe people were away on holiday. It's been a week, it's another week, and it's still being completely ignored by huge content creators, websites, everything. Um, and and again. No. Like you can't claim to support the developers if you don't talk about this stuff. Sorry, that's just how it is. Like if you think buying a game, buying Warzone or buying fucking loot boxes, whatever the fucking hell is in Warzone, battle passes, like is is supporting the developers, but you're a, you're someone with a platform and you refuse to talk about this stuff. That's not supporting the developers. That's supporting the shareholders and the board of directors. That's supporting abuse and abusers. That's not supporting game developers. And I'm sick and tired of having to say this over and over again with the same results. Yeah. I have no I'll respect for anyone who does who, who ignores this. I'll say this, like it's been talked about many, 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 many times, but the industry needs to unionize. It has to. It's getting disgusting now where these like this is like I was saying I said a while ago, like the developers have more power than the shareholders and board think they actually do. The board are terrified of them because they know if they all just walk out, they can't get in their game so they can get that money made. And this is the thing about, but because they work it, but also it's like, after the companies that work who are Activision, they're mostly all in America. And when it comes to livings, living in prices, everything like that, it's disgusting there in general. So it's like, what what can they actually do? Well, one of the reasons why they, they move their development studios to places like Madison, Wisconsin, or Texas is because 
of the problems that Activision Blizzard currently has in, in California because the, the DFEH, the, the actual government in California, is actually interested in standing up for workers' rights. Whereas in a place like Texas, that doesn't happen. That's why you see a lot of game development studios pop up in Texas because the Texas government isn't as interested as... Like, if Activision Blizzard's main like headquarters wasn't in California and it was in Texas, none of this would have happened. Because the the Texas the, the the local government in Texas, good job, that's empty. The local government in Texas wouldn't wouldn't have done this. So, in conclusion, dickheads. Yeah. <sighs> See what happens next week. Shall we move on? Yep. Uh, the Halo subreddit got so toxic that mods have closed it for the weekend. This is from Jonathan Balding over at PC Gamer. He writes, In case you're not up to date, there's been a lot of back and forth over the contents of, and quality of the Halo Infinite multiplayer beta. The free-to-play beta has sparked such controversy that the moderators of the Halo subreddit have closed the entire forum for the weekend because people can't behave themselves. Quote, Some users on the sub have been responsible for doxing and death threats. We're temporarily putting the sub on lockdown so people can hopefully settle down a bit and we can hit the reset button before launch. At the end of the day, this is a video game and this level of vitriol is unwarranted, end quote. The moderators of the Halo subreddit say they'll reopen the forum on Monday. They're very clear that they don't want to silence criticism or support of Halo Infinite. Only the tone of discussion had gotten too hostile. Quote, if you see people breaking our rules, don't make things worse by breaking rules yourself, end quote. Uh, the subreddit has been incredibly toxic this week, especially in the wake of a reveal that there are hidden game modes where players go offline. Insults were flying pretty freely, and every second or third post was about one of a handful of specific gripes. It's a culmination of weeks of community turmoil around design decisions and implementation in Halo Infinite. First was the Battle Pass, which appears quite small and took too long to complete. That got some designer attention, though. Since then, it's been it's all about unlockables, microtransactions, and game mods, focusing on players' inability to pick any mod they like rather than be forced into what the developers have made available that week. Halo Infinite single-player component releases on December 8th. I mean, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? <laughs> this, po- this has literally popped up, like, a couple hours before the podcast. <laughs> like... I'm flabbergasted to borrow a term from Phil. Sorry, go on, April. I just honestly, it just it just beggars belief. I mean, yeah, okay. There's never any excuse for doxing and death threats, never. But what do they think shutting down the forums are going to do? Like, well, they're so, just going to yeah. come back on Monday with exactly the same amount of vitriol. Probably. I think they got to do some of that, right? It's just like, it's well, they're just going to take it somewhere spiral. else. Uh, yeah, fortune, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Twitter. Oh, I don't, I don't see that, so it's all right. Ah, oh, damn my mantra. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the um, thing. Like, yeah, go on, maybe. Subreddit, I think, is nothing but toxicity anyway. So hearing this is just not a surprise to me whatsoever. But hearing them closing it, I'm just like, what do you think that's going to act like? What you said, what's it going to do? They're just either going to go on Twitter or 4chan or Trump's new thing, which is whatever that's going to happen. And um and whine and bitch more and then and then eventually when it opens back up come back onto it. That's what's gonna happen. That's what they do because yeah. it's because you've got the because it's anonymous and everything like that. It's like it's a whole whole crap and everything. And it's just like just the, the, just don't just don't send murder death threats and everything. Don't about be mad. Halo. It's, about it's Halo. These guys have been giving me shit about fucking Halo for a year and a half now. 
It's a game. And I just mute like, them. It's ew. fine. Like, you could just not respond to things. Like, what the fuck? Fuck off. What, like, <laughs> you just mute people and or not talk to them or block them. And it's just like, why does it need to be a fucking argument that escalates into doxing and death threats? Ooh, also, like, I myself, when we did the Halo, I did my Halo impressions on last week's podcast, I myself brought up several of these criticisms of the game like hey it needs more mods <laughs> it really needs more mods um and i managed to do it without any vitriol or spite towards anyone like it's incredible how easy it is to not be a complete arsehole um without any effort whatsoever like i don't get it and you're you both right. It's just like, oh, but it closed the forums. Like, what do you think's gonna happen on launch day? Yeah. Like when this game actually launches and even more people jump in. <laughs> like, do you think it's gonna go away? Like when all these game modes aren't added on launch day, like I personally believe that they should be. But you know, I'm not gonna fucking send anyone threats over it, but I don't know, man, it's such a fucking mess. Like, it's about a video game. <laughs> it's about fucking. It's about game modes and battle passes in a video game. In a f- pretty good video game too. Like, it's pretty fun to play. I enjoy it. But I kind of wish those people who were spouting so much vitriol would take that energy and di- and direct it towards a certain games company. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe not the death threats and the doxing, but oh, like no, the energy the, that the energy behind, the energy behind that it. would be nice if we could harness that energy behind it and actually like talk about things that mattered instead of battle exactly. passes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the infinite. Sometimes you know how we're we're podcasters and it's our job to talk. And mm-hmm. like, you just get a story where you're just speechless and you're just like, I don't even know how to respond to this. Um, which isn't great for being a podcaster, but anyway, <laughs> Moody, it's time for games out this week, <laughs> and Amy's pee break. Yeah, games out this week, everybody. Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker, the DLC expansion, experience the climax of the Hyden and Zodiac story i misread those words i don't care and encounter an even greater calamity than ever before as you travel to the far reaches of this place and even the moon journey to the very stars above and join over 24 million players worldwide bonkers bonkers white shadows pc playstation oh uh, yeah final fantasy 14 is pc and playstation uh white shadows pc playstation xbox and switch the wolves are watching venture through captivating uh, but brutal dystopia where our young adventurer, the Raven Girl, uh, will travel through this huge city's brightest highs and delve into the darkest steps on her perilous journey to discover the, and finding her destiny where hope seems to it seems in short supply. Thunder Tier 1 PC is a realistic top-down shooter where you join an elite special operation team uh, tasked to with shopping, stopping a shopping stopping a dangerous terrorist terrorized terrorist organization wreaking ha- havoc across uh, the fictional Eastern European country of Sa- Sabala Sabai 
Sobobu. So, so I don't know what open. Hold on. Uh, Heavenly Sabo bodies. Game. To be fair, though, I would play. I would legit play the shit out of a game where you play as an elite tactical like SWAT team that goes shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heavenly bodies, PC and PlayStation. Wangle the hands and arms. This this is already sounded wrong. Of the 1970s space cosmic and push, pull and twist your way through an increasingly precarious range of physically stimulating stellar <laughs> scenarios where without gravity nothing is still nothing is secure <laughs> nothing is simple <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> this sounds like a softcore porno game <laughs> heavenly bodies baby oh my god <laughs> Physically stimulated I know a few. I know a few people who have got got heaven out there who have got heavenly bodies. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Finally, the game that can finally get reviewed next week, ladies and gentlemen, everyone. That's Halo Infinite. It's PC, Xbox, and Game Pass. When all hope is lost and humanity's faith hangs in the balance, the Master Chief is ready to confront the mo- the most ruthless foe he's ever faced. His former AI, probably, stepped inside the arm of humanity's greatest hero with no charisma to experience an epic adventure and explore the massive scale of the Halo ring. Can I have, like, launch week? Can I just have launch week to to be excited about this game? Is that that too much to ask? (laughs) I apologize. You know I'm joking. I'm jesting, yeah. I am excited to play this game. I would have been more excited if we could have played this co-op, though. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That would have been nice, but... Yeah. Uh, Really? You said it would have been nice to play Halo with me? Oh, my God. Yeah. She's calming down, Elf. We played Halo yeah. 4. We played Halo 4 together, and we, we both it, yeah. really enjoyed it because it had, yeah. a, it had a great story. Yeah. And, and this game seems to be following that game's Hopefully. example as opposed to... Halo 1 and 3, which, you know, the stories weren't good. <laughs> I think they just weren't big, explodey action film stories. Okay, uh, so I'm guessing even though this is spelt with a Y, it's Witchwood. It's yeah. PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. It's a crafting... Uh, crafting? Perfect for Elf. Crafting adventure game set in a land of gothic fables and fairy tales as an old witch uh, of the woods explore this a strange countryside collect magic ingredients brew uh, sp- uh sorcerer's spells and pass judgment upon the ca- uh the cast of characters hmm. yeah that's one i'm looking forward to that sounds exactly up my alley i won't lie just for passing judgment now seems like an aiming game <laughs> hey <laughs> that was uncalled for it's a crafting game, so it's not for me. Because <laughs> I actually saw this and I was like, oh, this looks so cute. I wonder what it is. Oh, it's a crafting game. <laughs> well, for me, it's like, oh, this looks good. Oh, it's, it's a, a crafting, crafting game. game. <laughs> Last one, Siberia, the world before, I think. With PC, embark on a journey across continents and through time as you piece it together the puzzle of a life. There we go. Simple. I like them. That's simple. Too many, not too many words. <laughs> It's Remember time, the one that was just maybe. a sentence? Yeah. That was basically just one. like, this game exists. <laughs> I like that one. Well, 10 out of 10, that one. So, Amy, it's time for the main event. The 
main event? This isn't the main event. <laughs> this is the dumb game we play at the end of every podcast because I yeah. felt like it was fun. And then someone started taking it way too seriously. It's time for Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game we play every week where we try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. Most weeks it's one. Sometimes we do weird stuff. Uh, whoever gets as close to the score gets one point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, because we were making up for Thanksgiving week, when nothing came out, so we did two. Last week, we tried to guess the open critic average of Solar Ash. Amy guessed it would get an 81. Moody guessed it would get a 79. <laughs> Moody. It's like you think I don't notice when you do these things. <laughs> I'm going to take editing privileges off you one of these days, boy. <laughs> Moody guessed it would get an 87. <clears throat> and at the time of recording... Solar Ash has an open critic score of 79, which gives Amy a point. Last week, we also guessed the open critic average of Halo Infinite. We were doing it as a safety thing, just in case the review embargo dropped last week. Um, there are reviews. There is a score. Currently, as it stands, Moody's going to get two points out of that. However, we're going to wait until the campaign reviews drop, you know, when the game actually releases. Um, and then we'll see what the upper critic average it's is there. A, it's a bonkers concept waiting for the game. I know, to right? Like, <laughs> waiting for the, wait until you've played the whole game until you release it. Like, I thought there was like a whole thing about that, but apparently not. Uh, but currently mm -hmm. on open critic, it does have an open critic average of 88. Moody has guessed it's going to get an 88. I've guessed it's going to get a 91. We'll see where that lands next week. The current scores are now Amy 23, Moody 21. Everybody else, 18. Where's my mouse cursor gone? There it is. I just and two draws just so you know like it does say like whenever someone edits this document at the top that's how i always know you've done it <laughs> <laughs> that i do know how the google i'm just work. letting you know um this week we're guessing the open critic average of final fantasy 14 Endwalker, which currently this is has the last one yep. uh, last year, no we can do we do one next week so is there there's a yeah, the game there's, week, there's yeah. a game there's a game we can do next week Oh, um, yeah. unless the review embargo one, drops one second yeah sure unless the review embargo drops like super early in which case oops oh well uh, nothing i can really do about it that shouldn't, it shouldn't. the game i'm guessing is the gunk the gunk yeah yeah i'll be surprised i'd be surprised if the reviews yeah. don't drop the day of or the day before yeah um we're doing yeah. final fantasy 14 and walker amy already put her score in the document because she didn't think she was going to be here so i'm going to go first this week because i say it's going to get an 86 moody final fantasy 14 and walker the expansion to the greatly popular final fantasy 14 which nobody could play all weekend because <laughs> the expansion came out My Twitter timeline just blew up with like queues. <laughs> People posted their screenshots of where they were in the queue. Oh wow! Uh, so that kind of makes me think of changing my score now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like it always happens with an MMO whenever an expansion comes out. Okay. I could have let you go with that and been like, "Yes, go lower," <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. I am. I know you are. <laughs> that's what's, if I win, that's what's going to make my win even better because I did it without resorting to any underhanded tactics. The thing is, I need to get this nailed on because, well, 
I need to get this nailed on. He's he's taking it far too easy. I once rolled a dice to decide a score on on, on this. Yeah. <laughs> we all saw how that worked. <laughs> Avengers could have gotten a ninety-seven. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Started strong. It was the eight year for a long exactly, time, and then the, right? and then the game came out, <laughs> and, then, and then more people played it. Yeah, ninety, ninety. Oof, ooh. And April, because I don't mm. like anyone to feel excluded. <laughs> what do you um, think? I think. I'm gonna go lower. I think I'm probably gonna go for about an. 81. An 81. I make no comments on that. <laughs> I thought Joe Medfoss picked way too low on Pokemon and then he fucking got the score dead on exactly right. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So I make no comments about anyone's guesses anymore. <laughs> well, going off on the reviews, like I've looked at like for like their other ones, they always are high. Yeah, it's their reviews. It's a very well received game. Franchise, yeah. Um, I have to be honest, I've never actually played one. I've any I've liked, um, any Final Fantasies. Yeah, any Final Fantasies. Not played one. So Heaven's Sword or Sword is eighty six on Metacritic. Stormbreaker is at ninety. I am... Um... I, I always want to play this. Every time I see it come up, I'm always like, because it yeah. sounds exactly like a mini thing, right? It's a huge, long Final Fantasy game with an amazing story. And yeah. then I get to the download screen and I'm like, oh, it's a subscription game. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you can play free for 60 levels, levels and it includes the first expansion pack. Yeah. It's a yeah. meme at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. they share it. It's just like, I've got it, it's, I've got it embedded in my brain. You know, you can get a trial that like gives you the first sixty levels and Heavensward, the award-winning expansion pack. Like, yes, yes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> but then, what happens when I get to the end of that and I want the next one? I think I've gone too high. I think I've gone too high. Don't worry about it. The higher it goes, the better it is for you anyway, because it's in your fantasy crack. This is the, this and Halo are going to bury me in fantasy crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm leading right now, but you've still got two big games to come out, and it's like, well, I, I, I've had that once in September. Fine. <sighs> no, you haven't. I'm literally in the lead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. game coming out. You got nothing you else to talk about. Fine. Having fucking game fantasy game critics sewn up. I had it sewn up by fucking July last year. <laughs> like, like right now the halo score is right there it just hasn't been activated yet <laughs> as soon as that is i'm back in Maybe the, the league campaign will be bad you don't know and then, and then unless bloody end walker comes out and it's literally minus fucking enough to get you back into it i've won this and i'm all good with that that's that imagine that, that, if end walker just wiped out your lead oh my god no I'd, I'd cry oh my I god i'd cry. i'd be in shock i would just look at it and just be like what the fuck just happened <laughs> um, it's not going to do it though I doubt I doubt it's going to be bad um, judging what I've seen people play, talking about my thing is I don't think I don't know if it's going to get a review score <laughs> that's always been my thought not in time for uh, for, the, for for that but you know, whatever 
Looking forward to playing next year because next year is going to be a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the amount year. of big games that are coming out. Yeah. Um, it's like, just bend over now. Assume the position, everybody. Final uh, fantasy game critic is going to be spicy as fuck next year. Oh, yeah. We should see. We should. We should get Med, uh, Joe on it. I want to get Joe on it. I want to get Foxes on it as well. If we, if he, if he wants to come, get Avril on it. She'll pick all the weird, quirky indie games, and that'll probably. She, but but somehow it'll be like the ten indie games that get reviewed really well. <laughs> and then she'll win, and it'll just be like, no. <laughs> We've got a narrative going at the moment, which is I won. I won twenty. 20 Moody's gonna win 2021. So the 2022 is the decider, right? It's the two titans going up against each other for the ultimate supremacy. Phase one, <laughs> phase one ends next year, but there's always the chance that someone else wins, <laughs> especially if you start inviting more people. <laughs> yeah, Joe Force will win. <laughs> He'll just pick all Nintendo games, he will. All the obscure Nintendo games that I'll just get like 80 yeah. and 85 and I'll just whack, whack Although, I'm going to do, if we get new people on, I'm going to have to still let Russ go first because he just had such a terrible year. i got to let him go first, even even if new people join. Who? Russ. Oh, Russell. Oh. i got to let him go first. He's on like 50. <laughs> That's not our fault. <laughs> I know, but I still feel bad for him. He's like 70 points behind Keith. <laughs> and he's got no more games coming out. <laughs> Keith's still got games. Are you he's gonna, he go? could go yeah. higher. <laughs> uh, he's not going to. He's not going to. Keith's like, Russell's fourth. Keith's third. You're second. I'm yeah. first. Keith fell apart. Keith's fell apart. Keith's yeah fell apart. Like He was just fucking rocketing up behind us. And we were both kind of like, oh, shit. And then he picked a bunch of big games that didn't really do very well. It was like, <laughs> that was close. <laughs> he had some momentum going. Um, but anyway, that's enough about talking about a game that April doesn't know anything about. Um, that's enough of this podcast, I think. That'll do it for episode whatever I said it was at the beginning of the Words About Games podcast. April, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Uh, no problem. Thank you, your birds, the cameo from your mom, <laughs> Moody. Play us out. Like, forget to do this all the time. How do you forget every week? <laughs> this is literally a weekly occurrence for months. Know, it really is. It Foxes really is. was still here when we started this. <laughs> I know. I'm even on the wrong tab here. Okay. Um. Just every week, I have to just fill in for him while he finds the thing yeah 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 all right here we go a new week is here so let's start with some positive energy for all good morning make positive thoughts and enjoy every moment of this week remember you are awesome be bold and seize the moment nice i love these positive positivity quotes yeah fucking right i try i try say bye everybody bye everybody. Bye, <laughs>